Hi there, this is Emily Williams, Disability Advisor for the Diocese of Leicester, and you're listening to the Disability in the Church podcast, a place where I chat to different guests all about disability inclusion within the Christian church. I hope this will be a place where we can learn together, make mistakes together, and spark new ideas together. This episode was recorded remotely during the UK lockdown, therefore the sound quality might not be as good as normal, but the content is still fab. Let's get started. And welcome to this first ever episode of my podcast. Um, I'm really excited to be chatting with you today. Thank you for joining me. Um, What I'm really hoping is that this podcast can be a place where we can chat about lots of different things surrounding the um, inclusion of disability within the Christian church. Um, Today I'm joined by the wonderful Becky George. Hello Becky. Um, (laughs) Becky is the founder of Sensory Spectacle. She's a Makaton tutor, a Makaton ambassador. She's a wife, a friend, a colleague. We could go on. Um, Becky, I'm going to come back to the Makaton in a moment, but would you like to introduce yourself, explain a bit about what Sensory Spectacle is and and how it came to be? Mm, Sure. Um, So I'm Becky. Um, I'm originally from Devon. I now live in Sheffield. I was at uni in London, so I've kind of travelled in between, now I'm the opposite side of the country. Um, I'm actually originally a graphic designer, and that's what I did at uni, that's what I graduated as. And then when I graduated, I didn't want to be sitting in an office designing at a computer screen. So I I got a zero-hour contract job, like lots of people do, maybe, when they're not sure about what they want to do when they finish uni. And I worked in a short break service in London. So I supported 0 to 19 year olds with various complex health needs and learning difficulties and additional needs. So short breaks isn't education. It's all the fun stuff. So after school holiday weekend care. Um, Loved it. Loved the job. It was a new service, which meant I was given lots of responsibility really quickly, which is where Makaton comes in. But I'll talk about that a bit later. and where I had no experience in supporting children before, I mean, I'd done a bit of babysitting, um, but nothing where it was my sole responsibility. Um, and we took children on holiday. I used to take groups of children down to Devon, to the beach, and lots of children in London had never been to a beach before. Um, and I noticed really quickly the differences in the way that children and young people with additional needs respond to their environment just like you and I. Um, However, I may be able to understand myself and justify a reason why I respond in a certain way to a smell or to a sound. Whereas when you observe some of the people who don't use words to communicate, for example, you see them doing something in a response to their environment. And for me, that was just fascinating. I really wanted to understand people better. Um, And so I did a master's in art and science specifically looking at the autistic sensory world, because then I just thought it was all about autism. Um, And that's when I started Sensory Spectacles. So I started to create immersive learning environments so that people like you and I, or members of the public, could put themselves into a situation of how it might feel to see or hear or smell or feel things differently. So how people have described it to be. And so now I run training about sensory processing difficulties, I write books, I have podcasts, I do lots of lots of different things um, and basically just want to educate the whole world better about sensory processing so ultimately we can understand 
behaviours because a lot of the time it's misunderstood as negative behaviours. That's really interesting. I love when you said that you just want to, you said something like under, understand, like understand people, learn to understand why they behave like that. Um, I love that way of looking at it. So in terms of if we're looking at um, everything you've sort of just said in the context of the church, what kind of stuff is, uh, can you, can Sensory Spectacle um, uh, provide, offer, what can be helpful to the church? Because it's quite a unique environment in itself, a church service or Sunday school. Um, so I imagine that comes with all its own kind of triggers and processing things. I think... The, the main thing for lots of churches to start to think about is welcome and you know every building is different so I wouldn't be able to ever you know create something to say oh yeah this is going to be really supportive in all churches because some churches are really new and modern and spacious which can mean they're quite echoey but then older buildings may be colder and bigger and may still be echoey but have a different resonance to it and so when we're thinking about supporting people in church really what I encourage is for people to get to know the people in their, their services or their congregation the best that they can and build good relationships with the family not necessarily one-to-one -one with the young person or child if, if they don't feel confident to um, but so that then you can understand what that particular person needs so it may just be that that person would prefer to sit on a different seat or to sit on the floor or it may be that they like to sit near a window so they can look out of the window while they're listening to the service or it may be that you do create a particular sensory space um, and a sensory space could be something that's quite calming so a quiet area um, I have actually got a download all about kind of how ways that you can start to create or think about creating sensory spaces because lots of settings think it has to be really expensive fancy equipment if you've ever been into a sensory room you would have seen you know lovely bubble tubes and fiber optics and they look great but they're not necessary in all situations and so places like a church there's so many things that we've got around us that we can use to support someone to help them to engage to help them to you know learn something or to gain a new experience or even just for mum dad carer to be able to sit in the service and gain something for themselves while their child is safe in another environment with people that they're familiar with yeah that's really helpful and uh, so encouraging to know it doesn't have to be expensive or big or, or daunting um and good to know there's resources on the Sensory Spectacle website. If you've not heard of Sensory Spectacle, I recommend taking a look. Um, we're going to take a slight diversion now. We've mentioned Makaton. Um, you're a Makaton tutor. I'm aware that not everyone knows what Makaton is. I could probably give a garbled explanation, but I feel like you're significantly more qualified. Um, do you want to just explain what, uh, what Makaton is? So Makaton is, is known as a unique language program that supports children and adults, anyone who might have a communication difficulty or require support to communicate. So it's a form of signing. So all of the signing is taken from British Sign Language. But when we're signing, we're always speaking. So it, we're supporting our speech with signs. And also with Makaton, there's um, 
little symbols, a little black and white picture line drawing that also relates to each of the signs that we teach. So we believe that using a, a multimodal approach, so lots of different ways of communicating at one time, is a lot more supportive for different needs than it is just to use one method of communicating. And we can all relate to that because, you know, if you look at a picture of somewhere that you want to go on holiday, you get a bit more of an idea than if someone was just, just to describe and say the words to you. So that's the whole purpose of having some sort of visual to support the sign as well as your speech. So where did you, when did you first come across Macaton? What made you learn it, train in it? So in that, in that job, when I was a short breaks worker, my manager wanted to save some money on in-house training. <laughs> um, trained two of us up to be tutors. I was luckily one of them. Um, but I did, I'd always had an interest in signing. My mum learnt some BSL when I was younger. Um, but I knew how hard it was to learn BSL because I would see her revising for her exams and I was like, it looks so beautiful, but I just don't know if I would be able to do that. And I think for me, the reason was because I didn't ever feel very confident at learning languages at school, so like French and German. Um, and BSL is a language in its own right. And so when people who are deaf are signing, they're signing in a different word order. Whereas with Makaton, you sign in the same word order that you speak. So I can still speak exactly the same as what I do now, but I'm just using a sign at the same time. Um, so I trained up in my job. I used to just run in-house training and then I started to freelance. And now I do quite a lot of um, freelance sessions still, but also faith-based kind of church signing within settings as well now i've had macaton training going back a bit now and um, i'm going to do one of your wonderful courses to bring me up to date um we actually use it at home with uh, our little boy he's nearly 15 months he's started signing back now um which is really sweet as far as we're aware he doesn't have any sort of additional needs but i don't think it's limited to just that it's it's a really wide communication aid um and it genuinely has avoided quite a few meltdowns because he's able to tell us what he's what he's asking for um so that's brilliant um instinctively therefore because it's something i've used i use it in churches um when i'm there when where necessary um but it isn't until you, you try and use it in a church that you realize there's quite a lot of churchy if for want of a better word um words or phrases that are really quite unique and aren't covered in what i've learned on other courses or in my professional life in in an education environment in terms of makaton um at some point you clearly noticed this too and you did something about it <laughs> i did um I have to say it probably was quite a few years after I trained so I've been teaching for about 10 years now um, and it was in I think 2004 or 5 I was um, invited by a group that meet once a month in North London called WAVE so we're all valued equally and they wanted someone to come and sign their songs um, and it was a church setting and they would give me the songs and some of them would be prospect songs so we know that some of those have already been translated into signs but lots of the songs aren't and they're songs that you might sing in your congregation like be bold be strong or shine Jesus shine and 
it was it was in those moments that I realized you know what these are the signs that people aren't taught on the courses but are really familiar within a church setting um and so yeah I when I left London and, and moved to Sheffield I realized I couldn't go to those monthly services anymore but I knew how important it was for that group to have songs available to them so I started to record songs and put them on YouTube primarily just for that group to be able to access and to be able to use and now it, you know the words got out and and lots of places are using them which is great because you know the more settings that can use Makaton the more you're including people into into your services so that's kind of how I got into it and then a few other tutors have kind of realized as well and there's a Facebook group so Makaton for churches if you're interested in you know how do I get started with using Makaton in a service join the group if you're on Facebook because everyone's in the same boat it might be that you feel like you're having difficulties persuading the church that it's something really important or it might be the fact that you feel not quite confident enough in your own signing to want to be that person to get up at the front and we're all in the same boat people asking questions what's the sign for this or how would you suggest that I start signing or there's just loads of ideas and, and everyone's really positive about getting things going yeah that that youtube channel that facebook group i found really helpful um even as someone who's had got years of experience with makaton um so yeah I, I i recommend you go on the youtube channel go on that facebook group um for me i'm not i wasn't confident standing at the front uh to sign for a song that's quite a lot of words and sentences in that song for me to remember um i find it hard that sometimes when you're translating it you're signing what it means not necessarily what it says um and so i love that uh you've done that work for me and therefore i can just copy yours <laughs> so yes highly recommend looking at those um i hate to bring up covid i feel like it's all anyone talks about but we are recording this in lockdown we're living in lockdown um, but we did something quite exciting together in lockdown to do with Makaton. Um, do, do you want to share what that was and how it came to be and how it kind of exploded a bit? <laughs> <laughs> we did. Um, we recorded the Makaton UK Blessing. So the song The Blessing became a huge thing in, in lockdown, which was great because the words and just how much it touched people um it was just you know what everyone needed at that time when there was so much uncertainty going on and I heard the song and thought it would be really lovely to sign um not necessarily for anyone else at the time I was just thinking for myself just as something to do in an afternoon because <laughs> that's what you do in lockdown isn't it you find things to fill your time um and so I recorded it and I sent it to um someone else called Rachel who was also involved in the project because she asked about it the song being translated and um like what you brought up it's all about the meaning of words and I think in a church faith setting that's the hardest thing to do is to think about um what is it that we're singing what is it that we're reading what is the meaning of it and things like favor in the song are thinking about well what does that mean and so we translated that into true love um 
And so as you're going through the song, Makaton, it doesn't mean that there's currently a sign for every word that we use, but it's about what does that mean? And so using the sign for that. So it's a good challenge for me to translate that song. And then I put that video up onto um, YouTube. And as I was uploading, it, I thought, wouldn't it be great if we got lots of people together? Because the original UK Blessing was a compilation of lots of musicians from churches around the UK singing and playing together. And I thought, let's do that, but with Makaton. Um, so yeah, got the idea, asked if anyone was interested lovely Emily and Rachel, without realising what they were letting themselves in for, um, yeah, back to the project. And I, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do it without them. We had over 200 families involved in that project. Um, Emily did all the video, uh, the video editing with her husband, which you can tell them about how, how much that impacted your life during lockdown. <laughs> I mean, it was incredible, wasn't it? I don't think any of us really knew what we were letting ourselves in for. Um, I think at one point you said to me, you like sort of guesstimated it would be around sort of 30 to 50 videos. And so me, me and my husband were like, sure, biggest thing we've done, but we could totally do that. That's fine. And then it became like every day there'd be 30 to 50 videos and you're really torn then you're torn like me and Ben were like this is incredible one like how amazing how moving like this is brilliant I'm so excited the impact it's going to have on this community but then we're like hang on a minute we've got a six month old that doesn't sleep <laughs> and how are we going to edit this that like, we're both still working um so that was really like you're really torn between like the christian side of you <laughs> and then the practical side of you um oh but it was incredible to see and we i mean we got to watch every video many 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 times um but you know what they didn't get less powerful and that's what was incredible even even at the end after weeks of it every evening like when we finished it and we watched it through like the final time we were like this is it I'm not I'm not changing anything else this is what we're doing and we watched it through and it still gives you goosebumps it still moves you it's still and like that was incredible um I think it you know going back to what you just said about yes being torn between the two for you guys editing it because it was a massive job and it was done brilliantly and it wouldn't be what it is without how it's been edited together but just to think that many people wanted to be involved in that product how many people does that impact how many of their families do they share it with but also how needed is things like this within the church community because that family may have never said anything to their church before or may never have shown that they use signing but in that one little video they've sent in of the blessing their whole family of five are signing and singing to the song and so it, it just became really powerful I think for families as well as you know everyone as a community being together on one screen. Yeah that's really interesting I think with my with my hat on as disability advisors hat I almost kind of I almost saw it as not like a crying out but I, I guess kind of like a like a, look how many of us there are like we're not we're not just that that one person that sits in the back or that only makes it once a month because unbeknown to you they've got hospital appointments or whatever we're we're a massive 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 portion of the uk and this is really important um 
And I think that's what spurred us on to get it, to keep going and get it done because it's so important that they're heard and recognized and valued and yeah. And, and all of many other words like that. <laughs> A range of people that were involved in it. So, you know, we had families, we had care settings, you know, the whole of a care setting wanting to be involved in the signing of the song. We had individuals, we had people, members of the public that were interested in learning Makaton, gave themselves the challenge of learning the blessing, like way to start if you want to start learning Makaton, it's not the easiest thing to do. And so it does show that there is that passion and interest to want to use it as well, that people are interested in not just using signing because they need it to communicate, but because they can see the benefit of using it to support people who communicate better, more effectively through seeing a visual, whether that's someone's hands moving or a picture on a screen. Yeah, and thank, thanks to the Facebook group, thanks to your YouTube channel, that's made so much easier for people. That's, you, you, you do the legwork and we get to spread it over the country and that's so helpful. Um, now, I saw on your Twitter uh, that you're working on a relatively similar concept, um, not Makaton Blessing, but something more Christmassy. This is terribly exciting. I love Christmas. Um, you're doing a nativity, is that correct? I am. Yes. So we're, we're currently in lockdown two. So before we knew that lockdown two was going to happen, I thought because of the interest that the blessing has had and the amount of, I still get emails from churches saying, can we play your blessing in our service? And, you know, it just shows you that the message is still going around and Christmas is such a big time. Like in my church, we would have a carol concert, maybe two carol concerts and we'd have a nativity service, whatever that might be. And we may even have two nativity services, one in the afternoon for kids and one in the evening. But because this year has been so kind of thrown up in the air, just for people to be able to access something would be great. And because of the interest of the blessing, I thought, right, I'm just going to give it a go. Now, I'm not an editor, video editor. I'm, I'm not really anyone that does any form of drama or, you know, plays and things like that. But I thought, right, I'm going to ask people to act out the nativity. So it's going to be a full length nativity. It's 20 minutes. I've written the script. Um, I'm the narrator in the nativity. And we've got just amazing members of the public who use Makaton, whether they are a sibling, whether they are a Perth child or adult themselves, whether they are a care setting, whether they are a school, whether they are a leisure group because they love music together, all signing either a character um, as part of the nativity or signing one of the songs. So the first verse of five songs throughout. And the whole idea really was we can play the nativity as our church's nativity because maybe we can't get together this year and do that so you will stream it together at the same time or if you are able to get together maybe you could just break up parts of the nativity and use it to learn and and use in your own nativity or even you just use it to learn some of the songs so there was multi-purposes running around my head thinking it would just be great to have something out there but again it goes back to what you were saying about there's very little access to the vocab in Makaton that we use for this time of year but yet it's such a big time of year that everyone gets so excited about being in 
and I signed at our church's carol concert last year and we don't know if people use Makaton in, in our church setting. It's the first time we've ever used it. And um, pretty much everyone after me, when we're having our mince pie, came up to me saying how much it helped them to really understand what they were singing about. Because each Christmas we know the songs, but yet how often do we sit there and reflect on the words that we're actually singing and the meaning of those words? So even if you don't use Makaton, it is really powerful just to help us realise the meaning of what it is that we're actually singing and, and kind of talking about. Yeah, I can't wait to see the finished video. I can't wait to sign it with Jude and get him to watch it. I can't wait to, as you say, learn the songs. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of carol services this year are probably going to be online. We don't know that for sure yet, but um, yeah, I'm excited to include bits in that. Um, that brings us to the end of our of our little chat here. Um, thank you very much for joining me on my first ever episode. Um, I was wondering if you could finish with like a little a little bite sized nugget, a sentence or two um, of wisdom for people working on improving their disability inclusion within their church and are maybe hearing about Makaton for the first time. If you're interested in learning more about Makaton like we've been saying look at my youtube channel so becky mackerton tutor um there's lots of resources in there so if you are a leader of a of a of a church there's things that you can sign in your services so communion creeds prayers but if not then contact mackerton there's so much information on their website if you're thinking about doing some training or you can contact me directly um but a good way to start is to just look at some of the resources that are already out there. Um, in regards to inclusion, my, my one passion and piece of advice is to be you, make sure that you have a team or you know someone around you who you know supports you and who is having the same vision as you of supporting people within your setting. And the first place to start is, like I said right at the beginning, building that relationship. So whether it's about having a relaxing, fun, safe environment somewhere within the church that isn't within the main setting, um, whether it is having half an hour after a service so people come a little bit later and they come and join you, but not putting the pressure on yourself to know straight away how to support everyone because if you go into a school lots of support staff can take years to actually get to know a student really well in order to be able to support them the best that they can and sometimes in in churches we think that we can just do everything really really well straight away and i think it's about us recognizing that we are all learning just like people with additional needs are learning about our spaces and our churches can be quite scary intense environments not because of the people not because of what happens there just because they're different just because it's a new space and so just things like the sounds the echoes the lights the other people running around if there's lots of children the wet where they sit all of those little things actually can become big big things for some people with additional needs Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Disability in the Church podcast. 
For more information about the topics discussed today, then you can head to the Diocese of Leicester website and search Disability Resources for Churches. Thanks for listening and be sure to join us next time. Bye!